Hey, hey, couples, this is your hot and holy love coach, Chara Taylor, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy. On the last episode, we talked about ways to get too hot and holy, and we want to stay on that same track because there are a lot of marriages that are that, that are at that place where hot and holy is actually hard to get to or to even think about. So we're going to stay there. And so today's episode is actually called The Thrill is Gone, but here's how to get back to it. So I don't know if you've listened to blues from back in the day or old school music, but there was a blues legend named B.B. King, and he sang a song that says, The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone away. And in the song, he also says, You will be sorry someday, as he talked to the a woman who he was referring to. It is actually a very depressing song, but it's also a very true song. And I want to deal with the fact that the thrill may be gone, but there is a way to get it back. Let's start with the definition. From the Oxford Dictionary, it says that thrill is a sudden feeling of excitement and pleasure. It is an experience that produces a sudden feeling of excitement and pleasure. That's all thrill is in a simple form. So when we say that the thrill is gone or when you are feeling less excited about your spouse, you are simply saying, I don't like you anymore. You made me mad and I don't like you. And we know that the element of like is imperative to the health and the life of a relationship. So when we're talking about keeping the marriage hot and holy, in essence, we're talking about hot, spicy, passionate, sex and love, along with being kinky and free and all those things that relate to that. However, more importantly, when we're talking about hot and hot and holy, we're actually talking about being connected emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and then physically. We're talking about liking one another and being thrilled with and by one another. So your physical connection is more so tied to your emotional, mental, and spiritual connection. You see, they all fit together like a puzzle. So when we talk about physical connection, we're actually talking about our soul. Because our soul is what houses the will, the emotion, and our feelings. So we're talking about our soul. So in order to deal with this topic effectively, we must first talk on an individual level. So let's start here. In relation to marriage, the Bible actually says that the two become one flesh. God does not say that they become one soul. So we have two individual souls who have experienced or encountered numerous trials and hardships in life before they actually got married. And then these occurrences have affected the soul or damaged the soul of the person individually. Things like hurt from childhood, bad relationships, wrong parenting, wrong teaching, some identity issues. Some some of us have had to deal with rejection. We've had to deal with fears and other things that have affected our soul and contaminated us or damaged us. And the majority of us don't get these issues worked out of our soul before we get married. Therefore, when we enter marriage, we enter marriage wounded. Then something happens in the marriage and it reopens that wound and then causes us all kinds of chaos because it's a wound from a previous place in life. 
something that caused an infraction in your soul that actually never healed properly. So you have this unhealed place of hurt or a wound and then you meet your spouse. You date for a bit. He or she hits your thrill and excitement button and you start saying things like, I don't know, there's just something different about her or him or, you know, they're just different and I just like him. I just like her. When the truth is, and in all actuality, the only difference that you get up front is probably a difference in the way that the person looks externally. Because internally, this is going to be what wound or what they have encountered in life that you have not just hit yet. Everybody's coming with some level of hurt. Everyone has some wounds. Today, we call it baggage, but it's not baggage. It's hurt that needs to be dealt with or it will manifest. So when we say something different about him or her, we're actually saying through our excitement and our feelings and our emotions that he or she has just made my soul happy. You're saying he or she has just excited me, which is cool. We all want to be excited and feel good. You're saying I'm thrilled. I'm excited when we get together. I like him. I like her. That is true. It it should be true. It absolutely has to be true. And then when we get into the relationship, then something happens. Somebody says something or does something to hurt some feelings. Uh, They do something to trigger a response. They reopen the wound. And honestly, as time goes on and it happens more and more frequently, then you move from feeling exuberant and excited to thrillless, passionless, and you guys are just existing together. No longer having the feeling of, oh, he's different. Oh, she's different. Oh, I'm excited to see him. Sometimes we are not even wanting to go home. The thrill has been gone and it's happened because our soul has been hit. Our soul has been hurt. The fact of the matter is, couples, that marriages don't survive on thrill alone. Thrill is nice. Thrill is good. And you want to get there. But marriages don't survive on thrill alone. Marriages survive on healing and constantly working together to be better, constantly working together to stay connected. The thrill in the marriage is a bonus. It can be achieved and it very well should be your goal is to stay connected mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically. Now, when we get started, we start off great in our relationship and then things shift because Uh, Things happen and we begin to drift away from one another. Hurtful words and unrealistic expectations and division are are the few top reasons that we begin to drift apart from one another. But here's what we have to do. We first must deal with ourselves. So you've got to deal with yourself first and be responsible for your own actions and your own responses. When we're talking about unrealistic expectations, it is important that you make sure that your spouse is capable of doing or performing or giving or being what it is you expect. Because if they are not able and capable to do what you are expecting, then you're going to lose the thrill and it's going to be your fault. You have to take things into consideration when we're talking about unrealistic expectations. Think about your spouse's health condition. And I'm not talking about things that they can stop. I'm talking about things that they don't have any control over. Are they capable of doing some of the things that you like? If not, then move to another area and ask them to do something that they can do. 
Let's talk about money. You, sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about what we can buy, what we can spend. Knowing we don't have the cotton picking money to do it. And if you don't have the money or if you know your spouse does not have that money, is not capable of even getting that money that you need. Stop having those expectations. Pray for them. Pray for them that they can come into that place. And that's just a couple of things that we have unrealistic expectations in. I would take a self inventory and see what am I expecting from my spouse? Is it realistic or am I fooling myself? Because you could be at a place where you, the thrill is gone and it's your fault because you have an expectation that your spouse can't meet. Now let's talk about hurtful words because that seems to happen more often than it should. We say things that we cannot take back. And once we have said it and we realize we do not mean it but it's already been out there and you can't take that you can't snatch that back from a person's soul okay so I just kind of want to start with the men first um we for years and centuries we have been told watch what you say watch how you say it but we don't seem to get it in that manner so I'm gonna say it and this is gonna be very raw and it's gonna be very real and it's going to be for mature ears, okay? I'm going to say this in a way that you can explain, understand it in the culture that we're living in today. So, men, if you want to know about some things that push women away, if you want to know how to have hot and holy and to have the thrill and to have the good sex, please hear me. Women do not want and cannot get turned on by mean dick. Yep, that's what I said. Yelling, cursing, being mean to the kids. It's a push away. It's a turn off. Dirty, unclean, ungroomed penis. Women don't get turned on by that. Uninterested dick. Okay. Everything is more important than she is. She is not turned on by that. And community cock. No, you can't be out here just sharing stuff. Your stuff with everyone. It's supposed to be hers. Okay. Unhelpful dick. Broke dick. Dishonest dick. Out of shape and unhealthy penis. Broken down, quiet, non-communicating, unloving dick, unspiritual, drunk, high, smoking weed, all these different kinds of dick that makes dumb decisions and you bring things back and then our life is affected because of it. Okay. Put being pushed over, not being a leading man. So some unleading dick is very turn offish some ungodly penis hypocritical penis non-praying penis non-worshipping penis fake penis some abusive penis carnal penis cheap dick forgetful dick no gift giving dick those things are a turn away and I'm keeping it real and I'm being honest because we need to understand that what we do and what we say and how we do it and how we say it plays a huge part of how we are being thrilled and how we are staying connected. And ladies, we have things that we have to do as well. We have to understand that men are pushed away too. And if you don't want some lip, some limp penis coming to you, you need to understand that men don't want dry coochie or no attitudinal coochie. It's such a, such a turnoff, ladies. Being unappreciative, so he don't want no unappreciative punani and no unsupportive twat. He definitely does not want no bored booty. And no disrespectful vagina. Unsexy sex. Unugly and out of shape loving. Being unloving and unkind. Loud and argumentative. He don't. He does not want critical coochie. Drama coochie. 
uninteresting vagina and untrusting vagina. How about us being negative all the time? He does not want negative coochie, nagging coochie, insecure coochie, complaining coochie, moody coochie, sexless marriage, controlling coochie, stubborn coochie, and reckless spending. Those are turnoffs to our men. We're talking about why the thrill is gone. These are things that happen in our marriage that we put out that causes us to lose the thrill in our marriages. But there are ways that you can. You can fix it. The first thing that I recommend and highly recommend is that you yourself, every person must get counseling or coaching to deal with your issues individually and deal with the issues from your past because that's what's coming up in your present. And you've got to do this individually. It is a must. Seek out a counselor. Seek out a coach or a mentor. Second, guys, we got to start investing in our marriages. Investing in our marriages together by getting regularly scheduled checkups and check-ins. You know, like we do in our cars, on our cars, okay? Every three, every so many thousand miles, you got to get an oil change. And we do the same thing for our health. And I'm going to constantly say it because it is imperative that you guys invest in your marriage. And other ways to invest in your marriage include attending marriage conferences and retreats and getaways, taking classes together to enhance your quality of life, like parenting classes, leadership skills, getting groups with women, find men groups, going, go to um, couples groups together. Then, guys, you got to learn how to spend some more quality time together. And I'm talking about quality time, not just going to dinner, looking at each other in the face. No, some quality time, not just sitting around watching movies all the time. Quality time where you're pouring into each other and you're investing into each other. And if you got to put money in a budget for child care because you got kids, then budget in child care because it is imperative that you spend some quality time together. Spend time together daily just catching up with one another. Talk about one another. Not talking about what's happening or what's going on. Plan time for that. There's a time for that. But each day you need to be pouring into one another. Talk do for me. Oh, I love it when you do this. Or I love it when you wear this. Oh, I love the smell on you. And pour into each other. Encourage each other. Build each other up. And then dive into each other's world. You got to speak one another's love language and dive into each other's world. I am not an outdoors person and my husband loves to be outdoors. And so I'm trying to create ways that I can dive into his world to to be with him when he's outdoors and still not feel all the way that I feel about being outside. We have to dive into one another's world, plan some activities together and consider one another when you're planning. Just as important as it is, is to dive into one another's world. It's important that you take into consideration what your spouse can and cannot do and some things that your spouse does and does not like when you are planning things. It's imperative that you invest in your marriage. And the third thing, guys, we have got to forgive constantly, constantly, over and over and over again. Forgiveness is not to happen once. I recommend you forgive daily. And the Bible says that there's infinity time. He said, how many times should I forgive? And he gives them this astronomical number that we can't keep up with. Keep forgiving because we're human and everybody is going to make mistakes on a regular and a constant basis. Constantly forgive your spouse and constantly forgive yourself for not meeting up to what your spouse needs from you. So if you're trying to figure out why the thrill is gone, look, check yourself, look in the mirror, see what's wrong with you. Then ask yourself, what must you do 
to cause the thrill and excitement to come back and ask yourself, what have I done to cause the thrill and excitement to be gone? Then check into some counseling, get some help so that you can be a better spouse. So get some help for yourself and then consider both of you getting some help together. So the thrill is gone, honestly, because of you. The thrill in my marriage, gone. Well, it's not gone, but it was gone because of me. And it was gone because of him, but I can't keep pointing the finger. We have to come away from the spirit of Adam and Eve where you blame and accuse everybody else. No, it's time for us to take responsibility for our own actions and see what we are causing in our marriage and what we can bring to our marriage to make it better. Because we can Adam and Eve gave us a bad go. But Michael Jackson gave us a modern day cure when he's saying, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to make a change. And this has got to be our decree and what we do right now. If we want the thrill and excitement, the connection and all of those wonderful feelings to be back in our marriage. And if we want to get to a place of hot and holy, it can be done. You just have to put in the work. Thank you for listening. I am your hot and holy love coach, Chara Taylor. And as always, I pray that your marriage always remains hot and holy. I love to connect with you. Thank you guys for your feedback. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, send me an email or visit my website at www.teamtaylorministries.com and go to the Awaken Love page. Uh, Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I'll be back with you on next Saturday.